Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you, and we continue on in Revelation chapter 10. And we're continuing to read about the, uh, the wondrous vision of this mysterious, mighty angel. And I can't even believe I looked back and I realized we had a 20-minute introduction yesterday and only went through one verse. But there was so much in there that I think that you're getting an idea of the magnificence of what is happening here. Chapter 9, there was a sixth trumpet. The people are still in rebellion. We see the loss of humanity at a magnificent rate. It's just incredible how much is going on. I say magnificent in the sense of worldwide, not in admirable as well. You know, the, the, the death of God has not appointed us to wrath, First Corinthians, First Thessalonians chapter 5 uh, tells us, but that everyone would come to salvation through Jesus Christ. And so the offer of salvation is all, but people are rejecting the offer and it's so tragic to see they will stay within their, all within their same sins, even in the midst of pain. And I re, I'm reminded of this. Back in North Carolina, we lived, oh, I'm going to say better than 20 years ago. We had moved into a house on the outskirts of town, and it was near a, uh, just an open field. And at the time, we had a cockatiel that we had found. Uh, it literally, it was flying around, and I was able to capture it. it became a household pet. And it had one thing. When it would eat its bird seat, it would be all over the place. And soon we found out we had mice coming off of the field, a lot of them. So I set some traps, and I put them way under the sofa. Had to get them. I mean, we had a lot of them, and I was getting some every day. Well, in one time as I set the bait, I, I put, like I said, way under the sofa, so the, the, the little ones, the boys were in elementary school at the time, that they could not reach you know, anywhere near and get hurt. So I put them deep within there. So every morning I would go in there early before everybody got up and then lift up the sofas and then pull out. I was constantly getting uh, mice in the traps. This was a curious one. One of the mice went over to the peanut butter stained uh, trap and started to move away as I saw it and uh, was caught in its leg. Now, I want you to understand, whenever they are there, when I get them, then I'll dispose of them so they don't suffer in pain. But it got caught in the snapping trap there. And believe it or not, it drug the trap over and went to go eat, even in its pain, stuck its face in another trap to eat it, and then that's the one that killed it. So it was not, uh, you know, it, it had died instantly. But I looked at this, and I use this as a sermon so many times, in the midst of its pain, its greed was so much, it drug itself over and caused its demise by going to another trap. I think of people like this when I read in Revelation. People are in pain, and rather than turning around for mercy from God, which we see here he's offering, they will continue in their sins. In, verse, in chapter 9, you just shake your head. And there are so many people today that say it's God's fault, it's God's fault. God is offering salvation. He's offering mercy, the very reason why God in the flesh, Jesus, went to the cross. If I be lifted up, John chapter 3, I will draw all to me. In other words, I give the invitation to everybody. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. 
But here people will still say, I want to stay in my sin. We go into Revelation chapter 10. The presentation of a mighty angel is here. We described what he looked like, and we said this would not be Jesus because that would constitute, if he's coming down from heaven, that would be a third coming. And also, the fact is, the Greek word for another uh, on here is a totally, it, it, there's a very important point here. You will look here, and alos is the word for another, and it means another of the same kind. It would be a whole different Greek word if it meant uh, another angel of a different kind, which would then take Jesus, because as we see in Hebrews, Jesus is better than the angels. He's not an angel, so it's not designated, and Jesus, of course, is not an angel anyway. He's God. But some people will say, well, it, it, it could be Jesus, and they don't see that. So we talked about that. Now, here's what happens. And he held a little scroll opened in his hand, and the stance of him, he put his right foot on the sea and his left on the land. So we have a stance and a presentation here that I want us to see, uh, you know, the significance of this because there's something very, very powerful that is here. This one, you would say this angel is showing a magnificent presentation here. The stance will give an idea that both on the sea and in the land, this is a worldwide message. This is one whose scope covers all the lands. That can be that way too. And I remind you about the little scroll. This is talking about not little in significance, but little in physical appearance here. Now take a look. When he's there, he calls out with a loud voice. Now remember, as I told you, like and as are two words that John uses. Numerous, it's two of the most repeated words in the book of Revelation because John's saying, this is what it looks like. This is what it seems like. And he's using in his own familiar uh, culture things like this. And here we go again. Like a lion roars, he says, he called out this angel with a loud voice like a roaring lion. Now, when that, what, what would this mean? It could be that this bellowing would make sure that everybody is aware of what is going on. There will be a worldwide attention-getting bellow here. When he cried out, then you have something most, most mysterious. There were seven thunders. As he cried out, seven thunders raised their voices. And then, look at verse 4. And then when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, Whoa, seal up what the seven thunders said. Do not write it down. Well, what in the world would this be? you might take a get this might be heavenly voices when you say seven seven many times is talking about completeness so it might not be literally one two three four five six seven it could be that so we might say this is god himself speaking in that um and so we know it's not just a boom from the sky there was articulated words there, but they are so important and there is something so deep to them that the instruction then follows up. You have no authority or permission to write this. Seal it up. Seal it up. And so this little scroll is open to, uh, to, to viewing, but the words 
during this time are closed, and the message is coming out on here, the presentation of judgment, the presentation of God's power and justice is making very clear that the whole world should be know, should know of this. You're not to write down that particular thing. It might probably not time yet. Then the angel that I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his hand to heaven. He swore by the one who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it. That, that's another reason why I don't believe it's Jesus. Jesus did not make oaths, but this one is, but it's going by the authority of heaven. Makes a solemn uh, proclamation uh, on here and lays it out very clearly that this is a true proclamation. He swore by the one who lives forever and ever, created heaven and what is in it, earth, what is in it, sea and what is in it. There's no longer going to be a delay. Now, the word here for delay is chronos. And in one translation, they were saying it, taking it literally. Well, it means time is no more. But this calls for a good study of this word in its context. If it's saying that time will dissolve, well, that's going to be hard to rectify because we see time all through heaven. I mean, I want you to think about this. In Revelation chapter uh, 8 and verse 1, it says that there was a space of about a half an hour John is hearing silence, and so he's able to calculate time. Revelation chapter 6, they are asking God the Father about his justice being done within a time frame that we're familiar with. How long, Lord? And he answers a little while longer. And then Revelation chapter 22, in the opening verses, it talks about that in heaven, on heaven's calendar every month, there will be new fruits that will come out on the trees the forestry of the trees of life uh, that are there. So you look in the context, and then we go to a very, very fine uh, definition here in the Strong's Concords, which is very reliable, and it tells you uh, of this a space of time. It designates a fixed or special occasion, an interval, and when it goes into the, uh, following the context here, as it explains to you, the term would be accurately presented as a delay. There's no more delay. Because indeed, you know, the, the Bible does not contradict itself. There is, a, there is heavenly time. We know it's different, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8. It tells us that heavenly time and earthly time are two different things. A day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is uh, as a day. This is saying the wonderful answer to the question, will there be justice and right now, this angel, you can see this. He says, I swear by heaven, the delay is done. Can you imagine this? This is, a, this is a doctor walking into the room, and you have been committed in stage four cancer. And the doctor says, I'm telling you, we have checked and double-checked. You are cancer-free. Could you imagine the relief and the joy that you have? You have a lost one. A child, for example, that has been, and everybody's out across the countryside looking. They come to your house, you're standing by the phone, uh, and they come in and they say, we found your child. The child has been found. We searched and we found, here he is, here she is. The joy that it's, it's, it's over, the search, the angst, the anxiety, the, the, the pain, the fear is there's no longer. And here, justice is going to be done court case goes on and somebody who has done something horrific within your community 
And finally, the judge comes down with it, and this person will be dealt with. And everybody says, finally, no longer any delay. It is done. Verse 7, but in the days when the seventh angel will blow his trumpet, then the mystery of God will be completed as he announced to his servants, the prophets. But in the days when the seventh angel will blow his trumpet, and reminding you again, every time in the symbolism of what comes through uh, the book of Revelation, whenever you see the name, the word trumpet, the, the means that there's something big is about to happen. You can see it all through the scriptures, and you check that, and you'll find that. So the trumpet, the seventh angel will blow his trumpet, and something huge will happen. And of course, one of the things, the mystery of God will be uh, taken care of. It's going to be completed, as it says here. This would be way back. Think about this. Revelation chapter 6, when, Lord, Will you? How long is it going to be since you judge those who live on the earth? And there, when will there be vengeance? You see it right here. The mystery of God. The mystery of God. The connection that we see here. The seventh trumpet is being established as answering this mystery that's going to be taken care of. The mystery of God will be completed. This was a promise that he said to his servants, the prophets, and they have talked about the years. Isaiah had said that God had said, Isaiah 65, I create a new heaven and new earth. And uh, this, this will be so magnificent that you will forget the magnificence of the present earth. This is a mystery. What would it be like? I'm constantly being asked, what do you think it's like? How tall? How big? What's the temperature? What's the gravity? All of these are mysteries. The mystery in the presentation of his kingdom, but you've got to have a house cleaning. Got to be a renovation, got to clear the property to have this all ready to go. And that's what it's saying here. The prophets going back that have talked about these things and did not really know what all the details were, they're going to be coming out here. All right, we are going to continue our talk here as we're going through this magnificent uh, promise of things to come here along with the very heart-heavy realization of judgment against the rebellious, is also the heart-quickening response. As you come to the Lord, he's welcoming you in with a number of promises, and we'll talk some more about that. This is Brad Zockel. Thank you so much for joining me here. And if you feel that you are able to help our ministry, Zulon International Bible Institute, as I am going on the heaven tour, and there's a cost uh, to my traveling. Uh, you know, uh, taking care of uh, traveling expenses and things. And we're at uh, just at a need right now in our ministry as the beginning of the year. Uh, the giving after Christmas has dropped. And so uh, really right now, it's been a pretty tough time for us making things go. And uh, I just ask if you would see uh, your way to possibly uh, donating to our ministry. We are a 501c3 corporation. And you do receive uh, a tax right after you receive a tax receipt. If you'd like to write a check and send it to help us out, then you will receive a, a, a receipt coming back. It is at Zulon, X-U-L-O-N, at 200 Laurel Woods Way. That's L-A-U-R-E-L, Laurel Woods Way, in Currituck, North Carolina, 27928. 200 Laurel Woods Way, 
Currituck, that's C-U-R-R-I-T-U-C-K, North Carolina 27928. And if that is written to Zulon, then you will receive a tax receipt. We are 501c3. If you'd like to go through electronic means, you can go right to our site, Zulon.org, and there is a place where you can go under Donate. You can add something then right then, and it will be greatly appreciated. Uh, we, we have the word out. We're growing so much, and there are just some uh, many needs here. Thank you so much. God bless you. We're going to continue on in Revelation chapter 10, and uh, I hope that you're with us. Lord willing, we'll talk soon as we continue through Revelation chapter 10. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's xulon.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.